Uh, my name is Ryan Schreckengast, and I am one of the preachers here at GFC. And this morning, Thanksgiving is just around the corner, uh, and I think that this is actually very timely for us this morning, uh, especially in our national climate, where I found that there is a tremendous, tremendous lack of Thanksgiving. Thank you. I can take this off. I forget sometimes. Uh, there is a tremendous lack of thanksgiving uh, in our national climate. And, and maybe this morning here as well, you may be here this morning and with this holiday looming, uh, perhaps the, the holiday itself might give rise to you more frustration uh, than it does actual genuine thanksgiving. Maybe you're concerned or, or anxious, as Dan said, over missing traditions uh, that you may have done in the past, or maybe disappointed expectations uh, as well. Maybe this is a turkey shortage. Maybe this is a burned dinner. Maybe this is more significant, like family absences uh, because of lost relationship or, or death. Any of these things can make Thanksgiving, genuine Thanksgiving, very, very difficult. And from a worldly perspective, the solution to that problem is often simply to focus more on what you do have to be thankful for. And maybe even among Christians, this seems to be the attitude that is there, uh, although wrapped maybe more in spiritual language, like just count your blessings. Just focus more on what you do have rather than what you don't have. But friends, as I've been reading and looking uh, over the, the last several weeks at biblical thanksgiving, the, the theme that I have seen is far more about bringing glory to the name of God. Friends, a heart of thanksgiving is not about finding something, anything to be thankful for, but it's about knowing who to be thankful to. So this morning I'd like for us to look at 1 Chronicles 16, verses 8 through 34. And that's on page 323, if you have one of the Bibles uh, in the lobby. And I hope that this morning we will see four things. That thanksgiving is about glorifying the name of the Lord. Because of His certain promises... Because of his glory among the nations and because of his reign over all of creation. First Chronicles 16 is a song of thanksgiving. And it was written by one of the greatest songwriters and greatest kings of the people of Israel, King David. And so to give us just a little bit of context of where we'll be uh, studying this morning... The previous king, Saul, disobeyed God, which resulted in the symbol of God's promise to his people and the literal dwelling place of God among his people, called the Ark of the Covenant, was captured by Israel's enemies. However, under the kingship of David, this Ark is restored among his people. 
God's presence has returned in this physical form to dwell again among his people. Although God had never truly abandoned them. And so, with this return of the ark, King David commissions this song of thanksgiving, among many other praises, to be sung in the presence of God. So, that is what we will be reading this morning. Let's start by reading verses 8 through 13, and we will see this morning what, friends, is the origin of a thankful heart. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of all of his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Remember the wondrous works that he has done. His miracles and the judgments he uttered. O offspring of Israel, his servant, children of Jacob, his chosen ones. Look at how thanksgiving flows from God's people because of the name of God. Verses 8 and 9 say that to give thanks is to make known the deeds and the wondrous works of God. Make them known to who? Both among the peoples and to God himself. Sing praises to him, verse 9 says. Because he's forgotten what he's done? Because he doesn't know those wondrous things? Of course not. Friends, but because a heart of thanksgiving wants to glorify. That, that means to lift up the name of the one to whom you are thankful. You want to make known to everyone exactly how you feel about this amazing person. Verse 10 says that they glory in his name. They share in his glory as they lift up the name of God. That is where they find joy and thanksgiving. Friends, there is no other name more worthy to be elevated than his. So what's the conclusion? To rejoice, it says. Seek his strength and his presence and remember his wondrous works. Verse 12 says that those works include both his miracles and, friends, his judgments. Isn't that incredible? God has restored in these verses his presence among his people in a miraculous way. But he had also taken that presence 
from them because of their sin. And here we learn that both of those things are worthy of thanksgiving. Because when thanksgiving is based on elevating and glorifying the name of God, then even God's judgments are worthy of thanksgiving. Why? Because His judgments are just. And they are for our good. And they're for the greater glory of His name. How does this apply to thanksgiving, friends? Base your thanksgiving on the glory of God's name. So my first challenge out of four to you this morning is to make a small change in how you think about thanksgiving. It's a subtle change, but I think that it will make a huge difference in how you experience this holiday. When you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table this week, instead of asking, maybe step by step, or you go around and ask the children to all offer something, instead of saying, what are you thankful for? Ask your family instead, what amazing things has God done? As I've been thinking about this myself, I want to thank God for the unity that I have had with my wife through dealing with the medical issues that she currently has. I am so incredibly thankful for how God has joined us in purpose and in perspective so that even in the hard times as she suffers, we lean on each other rather than pushing in different directions. God's name be praised, friends. God's name be praised. This change of focus means that you can be thankful to God for the things that He has exposed through COVID. Just look at what He has revealed to us about where we put our hope. Through COVID, God has exposed to us our self-reliance. God has exposed exactly how thin the mask is that is covering our prejudices. God has exposed how little we are willing to endure for the sake of one another. And friends, this should drive us to thanksgiving. It should drive us to our knees and to the, rely on the grace of Christ because of who God is. Friends, God's name be praised. Thinking about thankfulness this way will absolutely include the blessings that you have directly received, the miracles that you have personally experienced. Praise God for those miracles. It should drive us to thanksgiving as we glorify His name for the great things that you have received from God. Because He has done amazing things for you, friends. 
But I hope that it will also expand our vision beyond ourselves to the greater glory of God's name. Because friends, he has not only been working in you now, but he has been working since the beginning of time. His promises to his people span time and space, history and nations. His glorious work of salvation, friends, which is both immense and intimately personal. God has not only been working now, but he has been making promises that he is still fulfilling. So read with me verses 14 through 18 as we move to the second point. And we will see that thanksgiving is about glorifying the name of God because his promises are certain. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember his covenant forever. The word that he commanded for a thousand generations. The covenant that he made with Abraham. His sworn promise to Isaac, which he confirmed to Jacob as a statute to Israel as an everlasting covenant. Saying, To you I will give the land of Canaan as your portion for an inheritance. Friends, God's promises are certain. His name will be glorified. He will do the things that he has promised. He will not forsake his people. Ever. And that is worthy of thanksgiving. Look at verse 15. It's an admonition for you not to forget his covenant. To remember it for a thousand generations. Because his covenant is forever. It never expires. And the danger is not that God will forget his promise. But that we will. That we will forget his covenant. Look at how many times God assures his people in verses 16 through 17. The covenant that he made with Abraham. And he swore again to Isaac. And he confirmed again to Jacob. Over and over and over, he reminds his people of his promise. What is that promise? That covenant of God? Well, to the people of Israel who are singing this song of thanksgiving, verse 18 spells it out. That they will receive the land of promise. It's Canaan. As an inheritance from God. This physical land was the place that was promised to Israel where they would finally be secure and live once again with God. And with the return of the ark to Israel, which we read about in these verses, the fulfillment of this promise has come one step closer for the people there. Singing praises of thanksgiving to God. 
But this promised land, friends, Canaan, was given to Israel in progressive stages. They received it, but they didn't possess it fully at that time. Over generations, God's work of judgment and miracles progressively fulfilled his promise. And he took it farther than they ever could have hoped or understood. Because friends, God is still fulfilling that promise to his people this morning. He is still giving his people the promised kingdom as an inheritance. His new covenant promises that a kingdom shall never ever pass away. He promises a king who is even greater than David. And he will never forget it. But we, all too often, forget that he fulfills his promises in his own time for the glory of his name. Do you see how this changes the landscape of thankfulness? This means that we can be just as thankful for God's promises that he has not yet fulfilled as we are of those that we have seen fulfilled. We can know that God's work will be finished. It will be accomplished even if we don't see it for a thousand generations, we can know, we can know, friends. So how does this point apply this morning? You will be healed in God's time. In your glorified body, if God chooses to wait that long or before, You will be fully transformed into the image of Christ. No more fighting against your sin nature day after day after day. You will be comforted from every hurt, every pain, even if it seems unbearable right now. Because God doesn't forget his promises. So you do not forget God's promises. Because if we believe the lie that he has forgotten. Then all that we can really be thankful for. Is the tiny portion of his promises that we have received today. And that friends is too small of a thing For the glorious name of God our Father. So my second challenge for you this Thanksgiving. Is for you as you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table. To thank God for a promise. Not for something that you've received already. But for something that he will do. Thank him for that. For me, as I've been thinking about this, I just want to thank God for building 
my family. I pray and I believe that this will include the eventual adoption of more children. And I am so, so thankful that through this long and challenge-fraught process, God is building my family, both in number and in how we collectively increase in our trust in the Lord. For the children he's already given me. And for my wife and my family. Friends, God's promises are certain. There is nothing that will keep him from completing them. More gloriously than we can imagine. So thank him for his promise. Because God's name is too great to be glorified in one mere lifetime. Which brings us to the third point. That the name of no other God or power or people group could ever compare to the majesty of his name. So let's read verses 19 through 27. And we will see that thanksgiving is about glorifying the name of God because no human creation can even compare. When you were few in number, of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And he is to be feared among all gods. Above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Friends, there is literally no power on earth like that of our God. Verses 21 and 22 No nation can even lift a finger against God's people, against his word. Kings are powerless before him. Verses 24, nations marvel at his glorious name. Verses 25 and 26, all other gods are worthless idols. Tell me. What should I fear other than this God? Tell me. All of these things, whether nations or kings or idols, all of them are the works of the hands of man. But the Lord, this song proclaims in verse 26, made the heavens the works of his hands. If this is really true, 
If, if this is really the God that we serve, friends, then why does our thankfulness wane with the political climate? Why do I stop declaring His glory when I have a bad day? I do. I stop. But I shouldn't. Look at God's faithfulness to His people when they wandered without a land being dominated by every other nation, God did not abandon them. God preserved them through all of it, offering salvation so that in their weakness, His name would be glorified. So here is my third challenge for you this Thanksgiving. Friends, thank God for glorifying his name globally. Steph shares with us every week some of the things that God is doing around the world. And and there are opportunities to see his name glorified beyond what any of us sees on a day-to-day basis. So be overwhelmed this Thanksgiving by the scope of God's love for the lost. Read the updates from our missionaries in Japan, the Adairs. Pray for Eric and Lauren, our missionaries in Uganda. Send them cards. Send them emails. Go to the night that is coming up where the Millers are going to tell us about the work that God is doing in Morocco. Or go to the Walker's house and hear about God's work in Cambodia. He's working around the world, friends, and we can glorify his name by learning about it. Are you dreading, possibly, the the relational minefield of talking about politics at the Thanksgiving table? Then come prepared to share about how God's name is greater than anything in any nation, here or around the world. Declare His glory among the nations to your family. The marvelous work among all peoples. Because great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And He, friends, is to be feared above all gods. Which brings us to our fourth and final point. That God is not only God over the creation of man, but over the entirety of all creation. Look at verses 29 through 34. And we'll conclude this morning as we see that thanksgiving is about glorifying the name of God because He reigns over all creation. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. 
Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. And let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall the trees of the forest sing for joy because of the Lord. For he comes to judge the earth. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. The love of the God who created everything endures forever. You want to talk about thanksgiving? It doesn't get any better than that. Just look at our God. Look at the glory that is due his name, says verse 29. All the earth trembles before him. And friends, he holds the world. He holds it fixed, immovable in his hand. The nations will declare that the Lord reigns. Every roar of the sea, every fruit produced in the field, every tree in the forest, sing for joy. They sing for joy. Why? Verse 34. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Why give thanks this week, friends? Because of who God is. Because of who he is. He is God over all of creation. And he is good. What we are thankful for so often just barely scratches the surface of what he has done for us. The name of our God, friends, is so glorious that every rock and tree and wave will cry out his praises. And it is still insufficient to praise his glorious name. Nothing short of the praise of every tribe and every tongue and every nation lifted up, not just now, but in endless song of thanksgiving is worthy of his name. And by the grace of God, friends, that is exactly what will happen. That is exactly what will happen. In Revelation 7, 9 and chapter 7, verses 9 and 10, we get a glimpse into the throne room of God himself. And it says this. Behold a great multitude that no one could number. From every nation. From all tribes and peoples and languages. Standing before the throne and before the lamb. Clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And crying out with a loud voice. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. And the angels then join in verse 12 saying amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever. 
and ever. Amen. That, friends, is the glorious name of our God. What is that name, you may ask? Who is this lamb that we see before the throne of God? Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 tells us, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Friends, it is because of the name of Jesus Christ that we have hope this morning. It's because of Him that our hearts can overflow with thanksgiving along with all of creation because of who He is. So let me apply this first to anyone here who has not trusted in that name of Jesus. Friends, the name of Jesus is above every other name. He reigns. He reigns over you and over me, whether you believe it or not. His authority over your life does not depend on what you believe. But what does depend on you is whether or not you will allow him, whether or not you will allow his sacrifice to stand before God in your place. All of creation exists to worship him. So please turn your worship to him, toward the Lord who is worthy of it. The love of Jesus has made a way for you to glory in him. So if you have not done that this morning, please, please take that way. Take Jesus. Take him. Because he loves you. And that is my fourth and final challenge for everyone here this morning. This Thanksgiving, thank God for the love of Jesus. Be amazed and thank Him for His death on the cross and for His resurrection. Look at the worship of the universe, of the forests and the rocks and the fields, and thank God who created it all. Thank Him that Jesus who redeemed all of that creation, loved you so much that he would die for you. Because, friends, Jesus is the lamb who was slain, that God might have all of the glory that he is due. And you are a part of that glory. His love exceeds any circumstances that you may be experiencing this morning. It exceeds all of time because he loves you and he is worth being thankful to this morning.
Let's pray. Father God, thank you for Jesus. God, thank you for your son. Thank you, God, for loving me. God, for dying for me, though I am a sinner, God. Lord, please make this Thanksgiving something different for those of us here this year. Lord, I pray, God, that this Thanksgiving we would glorify your name in a way unlike anything that we have ever done before. Lord, you are so good. You are worthy of our praise and our worship. Lord, we love you because you have loved us. And we are amazed by you. Help us this Thanksgiving, God, to join with creation, to bring you the glory that you are due in everything that we do this week. Amen.